0: Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am really excited to have Harmony Klingenmeyer here with me today. She is a prophetic teacher. She is an on-fire revivalist who is contending for this generation. She and her husband, Scott, have parented 19 children, and adopted three sons out of foster care in the state of Oregon. She believes that the heart of Papa God is to father a generation of fatherless sons, and she and Scott are dedicated to seeing that this will happen here on earth. Harmony's ministry is firmly rooted in the local church, as she is a children's minister at Garden Valley Church in Roseburg, Oregon, and she is also the author of the book, Hear Their Voices, a portrait of an American foster family. In it, She shares the staggering need for Christian families to arise and serve orphans and communities across the United States. Currently, she is writing a parenting curriculum called Kitchen Table Kingdom, in which she brings healing to parents and divine strategies for transforming the home environment. Harmony is also the host of Hope Arises' show on Paula White's Life Network for Women. She is also a member of Patricia King's Women in Ministry Network. She speaks nationally, advocating for the orphan, bringing life-giving revelation from scripture and accurate prophetic ministry. So you can find her. She does have a website. It's called heartheirvoices.net. I will make sure to put this information on there. Um, And then also information about her book, which I highly recommend. So hello, Harmony. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Hi. Hi, Heidi. It's so great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast.
0: Yeah, this is just having like an old friend on the podcast. So it's it's really wonderful to have you actually on the show. I really honor you and honor what you are doing. I first heard Harmony at the, a Women in Ministry event, um, and I was absolutely blown away by you and what you carry and the, just the message that the Lord has through you. I mean, you are fully laid down, but you weren't always. So <laughs> tell me about how you got to be in this place for really speaking for the generations and the lost children. And how did you get here? Amen.
1: Well, God did call Scott and myself to minister to a generation of fatherless sons. And one of the reasons is because I myself was definitely carrying the orphan spirit for great Portion of my life. I was deeply loved by my family, but experienced trauma at a young age. And my biological father was very abusive and unfaithful to my mom. And so she moved us from California back to Minnesota. And while we were there living with my dear grandparents, who were a mighty man and woman of God, God handpicked a father for myself and my big sister And his name is Dan Ramsey and he adopted us. And yet, even though God handpicked this amazing man to be our daddy, I was already carrying abandonment and rejection from my biological father and I was carrying a ton of anger and depression and anxiety because of rejection and abandonment and the enemy really tried to wreak havoc in my young life through those avenues through the orphan spirit through rejection and abandonment and yet simultaneously papa was moving sovereignly in my life at a very young age I was filled with the holy spirit my grandparents discipled me along with my parents, discipled me in the things of God. They were spiritual parents to me for sure. And they taught me to study the scripture. My grandfather was a great teacher of the word and he would do these long, word studies, he would take a word like faith and he would look at every single example of the word faith from the beginning of those scriptures to the end. And he would look at the original language, the Hebrew and the Greek and the Aramaic. And he taught me how to do this, how to use a strong concordance, how to be deeply rooted in the word of God. Wow! Because of that, I had these, the dichotomy of what the enemy was trying to do unsuccessfully Mm -hmm. and what the Lord had purposed for me. And I was in training for my future, because in the future, God would raise myself and my husband up to minister to an entire generation of orphan cool. children. It was a long process of healing and yeah. restoration and reconciliation, but God did heal me of the orphan spirit. He brought me to a church. I'm jumping a little bit into the middle, but he moved Scott and me from Wisconsin okay. to Oregon. When he did that, he planted me in a church family that was the real deal. And they began to minister to me and my husband because our marriage was very difficult at that time because of the orphan spirit and because of past trauma. Yeah. They began to love us and serve Um, us and teach us and counsel us and come alongside us. And they're really the reason we're still married. God used them so mightily in our lives. And it's one of the reasons why I love the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown to love the church. It has not always been that way. But once you experience what the church can really be. Yeah. A home for orphans. Yeah. Then you know what God intended for the church. And how God wants to use the church. Can
0: you explain a little bit more? Because I think there's some people that don't totally know what that means to have an orphan spirit, even though you're not an orphan. I have carried an orphan spirit and I can go back into it sometimes. Talk about, and I have a mom and a dad, so that doesn't mean I'm not loved. It doesn't mean they don't love me and they're a bad parent. It doesn't mean that. So can you explain the depth behind it so that our listeners can get some revelation from that for themselves?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So the orphan spirit is rooted in father and mother wounds. Mm -hmm. So For myself, I had a father wound, a huge father wound because my biological father was abusive. My mom was actually the brave one to move us away from that, but he had abandoned us in spirit and in the emotional realm long before she moved us out of that environment. Mm -hmm. And what I had learned in that environment in a very short amount of time, because I was only five months old when Mm -hmm. my mom moved us back to Minnesota, but what my spirit and soul had received in those five months was that I was unworthy of love. You see, our fathers are meant to show us the face of Papa God.
0: Mm.
1: And it's very natural, every single baby who comes out of the womb, it's that beautiful and that incredible face to face face. Love and intimacy, where the baby is in the arms of the mother and father, and the faces are very close together. And in this space, this is where identity is released. Yeah. And God intends for us in this space, He created this space between the mama and the daddy and the baby's face for there to be a transfer of His purpose, mm-hmm. His identity, and His unlimited love for that child. If that space is broken, by human sin, Mm -hmm. which inevitably is because we live in a fallen world. Yeah. What happens is we still look to our parents. We're still looking to them. We're like, where's the face?
0: Yes. Where's
1: the face of Papa God? We're looking for it. And what we receive instead of that unlimited love is the broken image of a broken father.
0: This is so good. As you're speaking, I'm seeing people who are searching for that face and they're looking for that face in the wrong places. We don't know that we're doing this. Some of us had great parents, but there's still wounds there. That doesn't mean that they were bad parents. That's right. By being able to open up the possibility of saying, yes, I was actually wounded by that. Even for me, my mom wouldn't want to sit on the phone with me when I was in college. It created a wound, even though she loves me and she's a wonderful mom. I needed that time on the phone with my mom in college. And that's okay that I needed that. And it's okay for me to admit that I got a wound from that so that I can open up for the Lord to heal me. So when we try to close it up, what happens when we try to close that up and we say, oh, we're good. I don't have that.
1: (laughs) Well, the real issue is that the orphan spirit is driving even our need to not acknowledge it. Wow. So The reason we don't want to say I'm wounded by you, mom or dad is because we're afraid of their rejection. So and the, the reason the we're afraid of their rejection them.
0: yeah,
1: is because we're carrying the orphan spirit. Wow. And the reason we don't want to wound them is because we don't want them to feel rejected. Right. And that's rooted in the orphan spirit. Because if mom and dad know who they are in Jesus, if they're staring into the face of their papa God, mm-hmm. receiving divine love on a regular basis, and you come to them and say, hey, mom, you hurt my feelings. That mama's going to say, oh, I love you. And I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Let me love you right now. Let me pray for you. Let me lay my hands on you. I believe God's going to heal that wound. I've experienced the limitless love of God. Let me just love on you right now. See, that mama God, mama who's receiving from Papa God is going to pour out love that comes from Papa God. But if the mama is carrying the orphan spirit, she is going to be wounded by your honesty. And she's not going to be able to receive what she perceives as criticism because she doesn't know the limitless love of her Papa God. Do you see? It's a terrible cycle and we have to break that cycle,
0: How on, not yes. by
1: working hard, right? not by yeah. earning love, yeah. but by going and being face-to-face mm-hmm. like the baby in the arms with Daddy God as we allow him to hold us just by spending time with him. And I'm just going to lead our listeners right now in a little bit of an encounter with Papa God's face, okay? So if you're listening to this right now, what I'd like you to do is just close your eyes and I'd like you to picture Jesus. His face is full of joy. He's got round cheeks because he's smiling at you and he's got laugh lines because he's smiling at you and his eyes are full of love and he's looking into your face, I just want you to perceive right now, does he seem far away? Is he coming close? Is he walking toward you? Is he right in front of you? Some of those things are affected by if we feel safe with Jesus or not. So right now, I feel Jesus holding out his hands. He's saying, come a little closer to me. Don't be afraid. Come a little closer to me. And as you just bravely take a step, I want you to look into the eyes of Jesus. Remember that Jesus looks just like his daddy God. He sounds just like his daddy God. He behaves just like his daddy God. So when you're looking into the eyes of Jesus, you're looking into the eyes of the Father. Go ahead and look into his eyes and see what you see there. Do you see acceptance? Do you see compassion? Do you see concern for you? Do you see joy because you exist? Do you see delight because he delights in you? Just allow his eyes right now to look into you because I believe at this moment Jesus is healing your orphan spirit. He's coming and he's releasing his voice over you right now. And so I'm just going to speak some truths over you that the Papa God is speaking over you in heavenly places right now. He's saying, daughter, son, you are mine. You belong to an eternal family. You will never be removed from my hand. I love you, not based on what you do, but because you are my treasured image bearer. I created you for the purpose of connection with me, and I long to be one with you, just as I am one with my Son and my Spirit. I choose you right now, And I remove all shame and guilt, all rejection and abandonment that you have experienced in your life. Do you not know that I died on the cross so that all rejection could be removed from your heart? Right now, receive what my son did for you on the cross. Receive my love that you can never diminish. Receive my favor because you are my favored child. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow.
0: Thank you so much.
1: It's my pleasure. Yeah. It's an honor. And the thing is, friends, if you're listening to this, And you're thinking to yourself, I think that might be the first time I felt the love of God. You can do this every day. Daddy God does not like me more than you. He's not like, oh, I'm going to tell Harmony something about me, but I'm not going to tell anybody else. No, he's coming to you right now to reveal himself to you and you can walk with him in this intimate place. You can take what we just did and repeat it each day in your life, and as you do, you will become more confident in your belonging and your sonship because of Jesus.
0: Now, this is so good. I think a lot of times what Christians will do is they'll do the things and he wants us to do the things, but being led from this place, mm-hmm. you know, like from this place, there's a desire to dive in the word from yes. this place. There's a desire to journal with him or read something or read a devotion. And it's from this place. This is the foundation of our identity. This is the foundation of who we are. And yes. this is where he will heal depression and anxiety and the trauma wounds that you're talking about. He heals them from within. Yes. So, Can you share how the Lord did that with you and how he healed you from within by being in this amazing church of people who we're showing you father's love and healing you and healing your husband to bring you to this place then to want to father and mother Mm -hmm. other orphans.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's important to note that we were rooted and grounded in Christian community. And it's something that Papa God has laid on my heart lately is to encourage people to attend church. It's become unfashionable. (laughs) <laughs> to attend church. Yes. People will even say, Oh, you're judgmental mm-hmm. if you say that people should attend church. But it's very important that we are surrounded by godly men and women. We are surrounded by godly counsel, people who believe the same truth that we believe, who can encourage us when we have hard days. A huge part of my freedom is that I have been rooted in the local church. Secondly, I stopped working for my freedom because I'll just share something very vulnerable. I used pornography for 20 years of my life from the age of 14 when I was first exposed to it to the age of 34. And I've had five years of freedom and I'm so grateful for that. I humbly and with so much excitement say that I'm fully free from pornography and perversity and the spirit of lust and all those things that had attached themselves to me as a small child. But the way I got free was not working harder. I had tried a long time to get free, I knew that it was a stain on my character, I knew that it was the opposite of what Papa God had for me, and I wanted his way, but I was bound, I was bound, yeah, and the way I experienced freedom was to go and be with Jesus. Yeah. I spent probably thousands of hours in the word I have in the course of my life. And I spent hours upon hours on my knees, just talking to Holy Spirit. And one powerful tool, I want to encourage anyone who this might be a new concept to you to go and study the scriptures. I've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. the infilling power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he has given me a beautiful heavenly language Mm -hmm. that I use to pray and be in communion with him. And praying in tongues, it might be a new concept to some of our listeners, but I want to encourage you that it's really just the Holy Spirit inside of you speaking to God in heaven. It's the most intimate, beautiful thing.
0: It's turning your brain off and allowing God to speak through you. We get
1: in our head way too much (laughs) Yes, exactly. How many of you have ever thought, gosh, I'm not very good at praying. Mm. I don't know what to say. Well, it's amazing because Paul tells us that when we don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit inside of us will make groanings Mm. and will speak to Abba in heaven. And it's actually the spirit of adoption, the spirit of sonship within us that prays in the spirit to the Father in heaven. Isn't that beautiful? That comes from Romans chapter eight. So I want to encourage you to pray in the spirit. And as I studied and soaked in the scripture and prayed in the spirit, the word of the Lord began to produce fruit in my life. I began to experience the opposite desire. I had been desiring the things that were connected to perversity, pornography, and lust demonic strongholds. My flesh had been desiring those things. But as I tasted of the goodness of God, my palate began to change. Not because I worked hard to be free, but because I tasted, Mm. I began to sit in his presence. I began to have visions and dreams where I saw him seated upon the throne where I saw his eyes like fire, and then they're like living fiery rainbows. And once you look into the eyes of Papa God, even just thinking of the thought, the thought of pornography gives me an ill, sick feeling because my palate, what I desire has totally been transformed by his presence. So I don't encourage you to go out and find a program. What I encourage you to do is go and sit at the feet of Papa God, receive his love, let him reveal himself to you. What you desire will change. He will transform you. And one day you'll wake up like I did. I remember a year and a half into my freedom. I woke up one day and I realized that I had not had to even address the spirit of pornography. For about a year, I consistently would be tempted because my palate had begun to change. I was walking in freedom, but it was a choice. Yeah, And I would say, I see you spirit of pornography. I do not partner with you. I renounce you go to the feet of Jesus to receive punishment for your crimes against me. Yeah. So for about a year, I actively rebuked the spirit of pornography. And then one day I woke up and realized that I hadn't even had to rebuke the spirit of pornography in more than six months i hadn't even thought about it because his presence had transformed me and i knew that he had made me truly free
0: so i feel like our listeners can replace that with whatever it is that they're struggling with and you continue to keep pressing in and rebuking it putting it at the foot of jesus and continuing to contend for what the word of God says over you and what yeah. the Lord says over you as you're spending time with him. I think yes. sometimes what we can do is that we know what the word says in our head and we can see it, but what we feel and what we're experiencing is super opposite. And what you're sharing is a huge testimony of how when we press in, we will overcome it. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It doesn't happen overnight though. I think you're showing that we have to press in and we have to continue cuz i think sometimes aa will say hi my name is heidi and i'm an alcoholic and we introduce uh-huh. ourselves with our identity of the problem but mm-hmm. this is different this is saying hi i'm heidi and i'm a child of god mm-hmm. and this spirit of whatever the spirit of perversion this heaviness this anxiety is causing me angst and I am taking it. I rebuke it and I put it at the foot of the cross and I say, you do not belong to me. I am a child of God. And so you're fighting for it. And as you do
1: that, the spirit will cleanse you. Yes, absolutely. The spirit will come and transform you. And the key is time in his presence. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us, I'm I'm just going to say it straight. Religion is never going to bring you freedom. So you can be reading the Bible religiously. You can read the Bible every day. And the Bible does, I mean, the word of God is living and sharper than any two-edged sword separating between soul and spirit and bone and marrow. The word of God is powerful in and of itself. We believe that. So if you are eating the word every day, you are going to end up in the presence of the living God. And this is, this is what I believe. The Bible is a journey. We walk to the face of the Lord. Mm -hmm. If we never make it to his face, we have missed the purpose of the Bible. We don't worship the Bible. We worship the Trinity. And this is why the Lord said, daughter, you know, the word. And now I want you to pray in the spirit because the spirit is the author and you don't know him very well. And so when the two come together, the spirit and the word, that's when Christ is formed. Wow. God gave me a powerful picture and we see it through wow. scripture, actually, the picture of the mother bird who broods over her eggs. So in the very first chapter of Genesis, it says that the spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep. Mm-hmm. And that word in the Hebrew is rachaf. And that word means to brood like a mother eagle over wow. her eggs. We see that exact same word used to describe the Lord in Deuteronomy, that he broods over his people like a mother bird broods over her chicks. Now, the thing is, we know the science behind it. If you don't have a rooster, you will never have baby chickens. But if you have a rooster who gives his seed to the baby chickens, but you do not have the heat of the mother's body, You will never get chickens. You have to have both. You have to have the heat of the spirit and you have to have the word of the living God. And when you bring the two together, that's where you're gonna see massive transformation in your life. And this is what I'm encouraging you to do. Yes, be in the word and spend time looking, just look into his face. Just look into his face. Just say nothing. Be silent and gaze upon his beauty. And when those two things come together, that's when you're going to see transformation in your personal life. Wow. And actually, this is what we do with our kids too. We've seen massive miracles. We've had children with fetal alcohol syndrome, shaken baby syndrome, radical attachment disorder, all healed. We've seen children who are partially nonverbal, get their speech, learn to read and write. And these children who've experienced just the most horrific, horrific, trauma at the hands of the ones who were supposed to show them the face of papa god right these now say i'm a son Mm -hmm. and i belong and i have purpose and identity and that is the greatest miracle of all
0: amazing This is such a beautiful testimony. And I know there's all these, we
1: could go here, we could go here. And
0: I can tell even the listeners are thinking, but I've struggled with My kid has struggled with that. Mm -hmm. And I want to know how we can get freedom. So I will have you pray at the end, but I'm wondering if you can share, what are you doing now? What does the Lord have you doing? I know you, you speak all over the place. I know that there are definitely some listeners who would love to have you come speak for them. Is that something that's possible? What's God doing in your life now? And how can our listeners get a hold of you?
1: Yes. God is currently, he's having me come alongside a generation of parents. He's asking me to be a mentor to my own generation. Mm -hmm. And I'm writing a book right now called Kitchen Table Kingdom, raising world changers one meal at a time. So good. And the purpose of Kitchen Table Kingdom is really to bring healing to parents, to help them understand their sonship, so that they can impart it to their kids. The real issue that I see in society is that parents have abdicated their role of spiritual authority in their children's lives. They expect the job of discipleship to be done by the church and they expect the job of education to be done by the public school systems. Yeah, Those two roles, spiritual discipleship and education, for hundreds of years were done in the home by mamas and daddies mm-hmm. and God is raising up a generation of parents who are f- healed and whole
0: yeah that's good
1: they are prepared good. through training yeah. and purposeful and intentional in their parenting yeah and they are prophetically driving the next generation into revival and the purposes of God come on and I release that as a prophetic word right now yeah That my generation needs to be healed so that they can steer the next generation into their divine calling. And so Kitchen Table Kingdom addresses Mm -hmm. the orphan spirit in my own generation Mm -hmm. and then downloads all the strategies and routines and structures that we use in our home on a daily basis that's bringing healing and wholeness and structure and boundaries and raising up a generation of young men who are gentlemen, who are hardworking, who are filled with the Holy Spirit, who carry spiritual authority, who are ready to go out and transform the world. But it has to start with parents. And so the first three chapters, they're all about the parents. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's a really important key here is that parents, you and I both know, you got into parenting with almost no training. It's the hardest job in the world and we don't offer any schooling for it. Right. <laughs> so we need to address that issue because it's really important. It's actually the most important thing you will ever do in your life. Yeah. And so that's the purpose of Kitchen Table Kingdom. And I am speaking at an all-day workshop in Independence, Missouri awesome. on Monday, May 9th at the House of Freedom Church. It's from 10 to six, you will get the first four chapters of my book, and you will also get a a participant guide with questions and journaling and so forth, and further reading that you can do. Awesome. And this is a program that I would like to take to more churches. We really have a parenting epidemic in the world and in the church. And that's what's so sad is that we need to do better in the church because we're called to be the trendsetters of society. We are. If you are interested in having me come, that would be such an honor. I would consider it a great honor and privilege. You can go on my website, heartheirvoices.net, and you can fill out a form there or send me an email there to request that I come and visit your church.
0: Awesome. And then what about social media?
1: Yes, you can find me on Facebook at Harmony M. Klingenmeyer, author and speaker. You can also find me on Instagram, Harmony Klingenmeyer, at Harmony Klingenmeyer, And you can email me there too. You can message me and request that I come and speak. You can also go to my website to purchase my book, Hear Their Voices A Portrait of an American Foster Family. If you're interested in foster or adoption, or you just want to know what's going on in this generation, I highly recommend that book.
0: Yes, I highly recommend it as well. It's amazing. She shares her story. And just how God has really redeemed your heart and your husband's and just a lot of statistics too, and what's happening in the country and in the world. Thank you so much for coming on. I would love it if you could pray even for, I mean, you have so much to release. I mean, you've already released a lot, but even just praying for healing of reactive attachment disorder and some of the things that you have seen, you have authority over. So I'd love just whatever the Holy Spirit leads you that you feel the listeners still need. This has been wonderful so far, but would love for you to let the Holy Spirit lead, Harmony.
1: Thank you. Oh, Father, we love you. We worship you. We exalt you right now. I see you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are arising as King in the earth. You are arising. You are ascending the throne. And I see, right now I see a vast multitude of people casting down their idols before you. I see a vast multitude of millions upon millions of people casting down their crowns before you as you ascend to the throne. Right now, God, I thank you that you are Lord of the family. You are coming in this season to redeem and restore the family to its rightful place as the reflector of the Trinity. Father God, right now, families are listening to the sound of my voice, and I see the toppling of idols in the houses that are listening at this moment. I see you ascending as king to sit upon the throne of these families. And I see fathers and mothers and children coming to sit at your feet. I see you laying your hand upon the heads of fathers and mothers and children, and they are receiving their position in you. They're receiving their sonship, their calling, their identity, their destiny. And I see you releasing into them a mandate and an ordination that they would go into the earth with spiritual authority to reestablish the family. Father God, right now we yield to what you are doing. We ask you, Holy Spirit, come and convict us whatever it is in us that is keeping us from walking alongside of you daddy god from receiving your love every veil between us and you that we have constructed oh god that our wounds have constructed we allow you to rip them down right now in jesus name We thank you, Father God, that you are a miracle worker. We thank you that when you walked on the earth, Jesus, our dear brother and savior, you healed the eyes of the blind, you raised the dead, you cleansed the leper, and so radical attachment disorder, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, shaken baby syndrome, depression, anxiety, the spirit of suicide, Divorce and division and strife must all bend the knee to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that the demonic principalities have been dethroned. And the family has been elevated to its rightful place in Jesus' name. And we thank you right now. I see a little boy. Wow. I see a little boy. There's a mama listening to this right now. You have a son, and he is hes actually showing you some symptoms of what we would consider being on the autism spectrum. And I see right now that God is removing that diagnosis. And I hear the Lord saying, no, he is not autistic. He does not have autism. He was formed with purpose and destiny and identity, and he's actually a savant. And I hear the Lord saying he's special. And I don't want him to be like other children because I have called him to be an Elijah. I have called him to be a Samuel and he will be a little bit different because Elijah was a little bit different. John the Baptist, was a little bit strange. He ate those bugs in the wilderness. And I hear the Lord saying, I like my children to be different. And so mamas and daddies that are listening to this right now that has a child that's a little bit different, right now I remove your fear in the name of jesus i rebuke the spirit of anxiety and i declare divine purpose over that child's specialness i declare that that child will be used to demonstrate the nature and character of god in a special way that will set him apart in his generation and we accept and embrace this child and we embrace you mama and daddy we embrace every family that is fighting for their children We celebrate you and champion you. And we say yes and yay. We love you and we're proud of you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen, amen. Thank you, Harpany.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensonLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.